let's get information. I slay. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. I know you that bitch when you cause all this conversation. Always stay gracious. Best revenge is your paper. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Vagistine Podcast. It's Vanessa here, and we're having courageous conversations about love, sex, and everything in between. And today we are talking about sex and disabilities with Robin. Hey, Robin. Hi, how you doing? (laughs) So we have Robin Wilson Beatty here, and I came across your work, I think it was... I don't know, four years ago, I heard your interview on another podcast and I just thought, yes, it was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like, like I saved it. You know how, like, I don't know if you have an iPhone, but I had, I, I was running out of space on my, on my iTunes and it was like, uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to delete all the stuff? And I was like, no, I love this interview. No, I, I, I love this interview. I love what? this person. So like since back then, I've been like following your work and I just think your just everything about you is amazing. So thank you so much for being on my podcast. Woo. Oh, okay. You're welcome. Cool. Good to be here. So um, tell us about yourself. Tell us about what got you started and interested in your work. Just Tell us who you are. Okay. Well, um, who am I? Okay. Uh, I, let's see. We can have a cleaned up version. Or, um, but um, what I do is I'm a disability and sexuality educator. Um, I figured that um, I was, you know, I, I have like both hidden and uh, visible disability. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have clinical depression, um, uh, and anxiety disorder, which, yay, meds, you know, <laughs> able to manage that, but, um, but I also have a physical disability because I have a spinal cord injury, mm-hmm. and that was, an, acquiring a disability, you know, really gave me, um, it gave me a different perspective, um, when, especially when it came to thinking about barriers and um, attitudes, but uh, particularly around sexuality. And, uh, uh, but, you know, sexuality has just always been one of those topics that, um, you know, it's always been a lifelong interest of mine. Right. Um, You know, I am older, so uh, uh, I remember looking in encyclopedias and reading everything that I could about the reproductive system, Mm -hmm. you know, because I was fascinated you know, because I knew that sex was important, but it was something that people weren't talking about, and it was like this mystery, and I did not understand that. I saw that your company is called Sexabled. So how how Sexabled came about was, um, you know, I, you know, through the disability advocacy community, I managed to get connected to, you know, a person that's like my best friend, um, Bethany Stevens, and she is, you know, she's a sexologist, and she's amazing. You know, she told me about um, a conference that she couldn't, she wasn't going to, but she was like, well, maybe if you want to go, and this is like in 2013, and um, she's like, but there's this conference called Momentum, and why don't you go check that out? Um, because she was going to be in D.C., and so I just was like, okay, sure, I'll meet yeah. up with you in D.C., and I'll do that. And 
event, I went and volunteered, and I was like, wow. That was the first time I realized that, um, you know, uh, that sex education could be. Um, so in 2013 was when I realized that, you know, people could talk about sexuality and use, and educate other people about, that people could educate other people about sexuality and that it was a career and I didn't understand I didn't know that and getting to hear you know about different bloggers or about you know all sorts of different things or ways that people talk about sexuality um and use it to educate or you know whatever and so you know because the thing about disabilities you're always having to think outside of the box anyway mm-hmm. you know and because you know so in order to you know find a way to make the world um, accommodate, you know, to accommodate for your disability in order, you know, to do what you need to do. Right. So um, uh, that's why a lot of times, you know, I'll come up with stuff because, you know, because you just get in that mindset where you always got, you know, you got to figure some shit out. Um, <laughs> right. And, and yeah, and I'm really, but especially when it came to like sexuality, like positioning and, you know, things like that, you know, just going out there and just, like, connecting the dots. So sex able grew from that, but I would have to say that um, I think the biggest the biggest thing for me was all of this was born out of my own frustration because of my um, education that I felt like I was, the lack of education that I felt that was out there mm-hmm. about disability and sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I love is that, you know, there is... The you know we exist in the age of the internet, and we can all connect with each other and share ideas. Definitely, you know, like like for instance, like how I met you. So (laughs) you know, and so that's like that's really really amazing. But it's been especially amazing for disability and sexuality because you know you know when I'm talking about barriers, you know, barriers can I'm talking about. Uh, could be everything from, you know, economical barriers, mm-hmm. you know, uh, money keeping you from being able, because, you know, a lot of people with disabilities are, un, and the, the employment, the unemployment rate for people with disabilities is disproportionately high, mm. um, you know, compared to people without disabilities. Mm. So look at that. So you're having to think about money and money, because money helps provide access. Right. Because, uh, hell, I, you know, I'm sitting here watching Game of Thrones and I, I don't know, cause I'm a geek, but, uh, there was where this, you know, scene where, um, this, the character Tyrion, who is a little person and mm-hmm. he's talking to another character who has a disability, you know, spinal cord injury. And he's like, look, it's much better you know, like, basically, one blessing that you need to think about is the fact that, you know, you have economic purpose. Like, it's better to be a rich, you know, person with a disability rather, mm. you know, as far as, and as far as, like, being able to access stuff. Because, and I, I that's something that really sharply drove that home for me is uh, just, you know, just living but seeing, like, how money can prevent how money can either give you access and allow you to do amazing things right. that, you know, allow you to become part of society 
or, you know, um, how the lack of money provides that barrier so where you can't get out and you can't do the things that you would like to do. Absolutely. Like, for instance, it takes money to build, like, an accessible kitchen or right. to build all kinds of, you know, all those kind of things. And that's, um, but, you know, especially if you don't have employment or, you know, you're depending on Social Security and things like that. So, all of that, but, you know, but economics also, it impacts you sexually. Right. It impacts your sexuality. It impacts, you know, like talking about access to partners, mm. you know, having the economic means to date. I like to think about all of those types of things when I'm when talking about disability and sexuality and educating. Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance, even when I, if I'm talking, like at ABN, I, ABN is the Adult Video News Awards, and, um, <laughs> Um, okay. So I was talking about to sex toy manufacturers and shop owners about uh, marketing and disability, you know, sexuality, but more like talking about products, but also talking about, okay, well, if you're going to ha- sell products that actually work, you need to start thinking, you also have to think about price points. Mm. You can't just have toys that cost like several hundred dollars because, you know, people don't have several hundred dollars right. a lot of times to, you know, spend on that. And even though, you know, I do educate and talk about the importance of body safe toys and why it's important to invest in your body, but I'm also like, okay, there, there have to, you know, there are other ways to stuff. So, you know, I can recommend products that I'm like, going, okay, this works. This is something I think that your store should stock. But it's also something, you know, probably, you know, the majority of your customers that come in could be like, oh, okay, yeah, right. that'll work. Right. I, could, I can afford that. Wow. You know, I can spend like 40, 40 bucks, you know, or under that. But, you know, they're not going to be able to spend like, oh, yeah, that Vivarium for $250? Yeah, I could be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, but I like being able to connect those dots, though. You right. know, because like I said, all, all of those intersections of who you are, you know, that impacts your sexuality. People with disabilities get even less, you know, when it comes to education. Right. For those things. Because right. of, especially when it goes with the, you know, when you're even just talking about people with disabilities wanting to engage in sexuality, you have the barriers, the attitudes like, oh, wait, people with disabilities want to have sex? Mm-hmm. Sort of thing like, well, how does that happen? Like, why would y'all want to do that? Can you do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why would you want to do that? I remember... You know, it's a lot of people that have that attitude, and you, to me, and it's just infuriating because I was like, it doesn't make any sense. We're talking about human beings here. We are mm. human beings. Your sexuality—that is what—that's part of you. Right. That is part of what makes you human, and it doesn't go away. Oh, let me tell you, everything else can start going in your body, and then part of—that's just a basic part of who you are as a human being. <laughs> and, you know, and I don't understand why, if it's such an important part of who we are, why we don't give enough attention to, you know, um, addressing it and teaching about it. Even though, you know, I have hope, of course. And I, I'm not, you know, when I, I'm saying we don't, we don't, we don't. There's a lot, though, that we are doing. Definitely. So, Definitely. Um, Yay. And, and I, I feel like, and I'm excited because, you know, you have, we have all these voices making that change. And I like it when we're now talking about, you know, and expanding in people's minds what the idea of disability is and talking about how chronic health conditions tie into that, you know, like chronic pain, you know, all those things that don't 
see. And people yeah. are like, oh, well, how is that a disability? How does that, you know, impact yourself? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I bet it's like, oh, oh, wait, wait, chronic migraine? Is that a disability? It's like, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it impacts you, it impacts, you know, um, your expression of, you know, sex. Definitely. You know, how, how do you think your yeah. your disability and disabilities have affected your relationship with your body for better or worse? I think that um, basically I have, it's been a process. Mm-hmm. It started out, I mean, I went to read some of my old live journal um, issues and I was like, whoa, I really had a hard time adjusting mm. to this body after becoming paralyzed. Mm. I Because that happened in your it. adult life, like as, as yeah. you're an adult. Okay. Yeah, it happened as an adult because um, I, you know, I, w- I got my spinal cord injury in 2004. Mm. And, um, so I, you know, had been on this earth for several decades and, um, didn't know that I had a time bomb in my, uh, spinal cord. So oh. I had a rare birth defect. I was, so I was having an, um, aneurysm inside my spinal cord mm. and then I was pregnant with my daughter. Wow. So, yeah, so we've got, but then that was, so that was the crash course in like, reproductive health care and disability. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, I'm in spinal cord rehab, my spinal cord, my back's all open and it's trying to heal, but it got a really nasty infection in there. But I'm pregnant and right. I have a piece of gravidorum and I'm throwing up all over the time, all over the place. So how are we going to do physical therapy with this? Wow. And I have to have a nap in here. Not to mention I got a mouth and, wow, pregnancy hormones. <laughs> but um, I learned, though, how much even the medical establishment had um, issues in talking and addressing and stuff and these issues, you know, about disability. Wow. Um, and uh, including one doctor who was like, um, as I got admitted into this rehab center, looked at me and said, um, if you knew you were going to be like this, talking about, you know, quadriplegic, um, why do you use birth control? What? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. And so here I am, you know, I am, and it's also this old white guy, this is an old white man, mm-hmm. this old white doctor, and, you know, I'm black. Right. And hearing this old, you know, and this is in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm just like, there is a whole lot of layers. I was like, I was so racist, ableist at the time. I didn't know that was a word, but mm-hmm. I do now. Right. <laughs> you know, I was at my lowest ebb physically. Mm. I mean, I couldn't, I didn't have any fight at that point. But I remember, and I was like, I, I remember being, I remember the feeling, I remember hearing that, but I also remember going, uh-uh. No, no, nobody should have to hear that bullshit. Mm. Yeah, so and um, totally changed my relationship with my body mm-hmm. because, you know, especially, you know, pregnancy, you know, that also, you know, changed everything. Right. So, you know, so I had the disability in the pregnancy and, I, you know, and so, you know, the whole postpartum, all of that, and then this body that, you know, and because I had the scars and then the paralysis and I didn't, I didn't, and also just 
you know, that internalized ableism mm. that, you know, I, you know, that I had about that, you know, I didn't even realize I had it until, you know, I actually, you know, was going through um, stuff. But, you know, looking and going, um, you, you know, I, I, I spent a lot of time mourning what I what I used to have and that, you know, physically right. and didn't anymore. And also based thinking, um, you know, thinking about what, uh, what other, you know, well, quite frankly, um, I, because this is my mindset at the time now, yeah. like, but at that time, you know, I was basing thinking about, well, what did men think about my body? Mm. You know? Right. Yeah. And so, so, you know, cause you know, that, I am a product of, you know, culture right. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, the whole misogynistic, you know, judging a woman's worth through how she appears right. physically. Right. Um, that just, you know, and I, I will have to say that it took a lot of therapy. Yeah. How did I adjust? How did I get to this point of where I could embrace and love myself? Therapy. A lot of therapy. Yes. Yes. A lot of tears. A lot of fucking up, to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of, um, some of it involved Craigslist, anyway. But, <laughs> um, to find, you know, people to explore with, so to speak. Um, but it took a, uh, it, it, it was a journey. Right. But I also had to have kind of a, I had just had to get mental health wise. I had to get in a place um, in my head and figure out, you know, hey, you know, my life is what I make it. This body is what I got. Right. So, you know, I'm going to, I don't, you know, and I don't know how, but at some point not giving when I say don't give a fuck what anybody thinks, right. it's like, I give a fuck about what, the only person I'm mainly concerned about who I give a fuck about is me. Right. About, I give a fuck about myself. Right, right. I, I, I honestly don't know, but I, all I, all I know is I just, because I was miserable, because I had tried to kill myself, mm. you know, I had tried, you know, I, you know, I went down a really hard path. Mm-hmm. Um, that that road to self love, um, it you know for me you know and it's it, it's it's the different path for everybody you know we all have our own unique paths to walk but for me um, I came I just kind of I I learned to celebrate man maybe some really off the wall ways and stuff but like getting involved in burns and finding community mm -hmm. and things like that, but I've managed to also, you know, I managed to, you know, find people who I managed to find community. And yeah. I think that community is a large part of also what helped build me finding other people with disabilities to talk to and to, uh, you know, that peer support. Oh yeah. my God. Definitely. You know, um, all of that. And also, you know, getting to see other people with disabilities, like I said, the internet doesn't see this stuff out there and how, you know, people 
all people with all kinds of, you know, disabilities are all doing amazing things and, you know, and showing their beautiful selves, yeah. you know, and it's, it's really, and living their lives. Definitely. And expressing it and sharing their experiences. I learned from that. Um, when I, in, when I embrace this disability, when I embrace, hey, this is me, this is my body, this is what I got, and I need to enjoy what I got while I got it, right. <laughs> you right. know, and, you know, and also, like, okay, maybe this world doesn't want to, wants to try to provide me barriers, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do what I need to do, mm-hmm. I'll do what I can, mm-hmm. you know, I'll figure out my accommodations that I need for me to, to get out there, because I want to enjoy as much as life as I can. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. So how do you think, how do you think your disability has affected communication with your partners? If, if at all, um, I think it's actually affected it in a very positive way. Mm. I have learned that communication is key. I have learned that communication, like if you say a closed mouth, don't get fed. Mm-hmm. So true. But especially Talking about my wants, my needs, or I need before and afterwards. Um, I've been able to. I don't know, but I'm, as far for me, disability. I think about my sex life now and the sex life that I had before my disability. Mm-hmm. Uh, my physical, my what I have now is awesome. You know, like I, I know, and I, I, I like the sex that I better and but and the reason why it's better is because I'm able to communicate I now am comfortable enough and um I am enough in hey this is me in order to uh communicate about what works or what I'm feeling up to or what I'm not feeling up to. Yes. You know. So I am polyamorous and so I um I am married um, to somebody like, who just recently got married, and he he's a, he's a really awesome person. I also have um, a, another couple of loves. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. So, but or actually, right now, just kind of a love. Yeah. <laughs> Not a couple. Maybe just one right now. But then, then there are guys that don't like that. But anyway, but. Let's put it this way. Yes, I feel very secure these days, and I think that it's much better because now I can, like I said, I can communicate what it is that I want, and to, that's key. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do I, when I'm open, honest and things about what I want, and my partners are the same, and it encourages my partner to be the same way. Definitely. Also, mutilation also prevents me from having some really bad sex with other people. Right. I don't know. I, I have been stuck having bad sex or sex that I'm like halfway through. I'm like, why did I think this was a good idea? I don't like this. You know, was it because, you know, but if it had been something that I had talked about beforehand, if I had been, you know, so into trying to pack, because, okay, I, I will have to say that sometimes people with disabilities try to not, you, you, it's like you try to hide your disability part of you know, disability mm-hmm. or whatever you know mm-hmm. what I mean it's like um not trying to but it's like you it's like in order to make people without disabilities feel comfortable with you and being inclusive or whatever you don't you know talk about 
or communicate sometimes like what your needs are, what you're experiencing. Instance, like I might, you know, uh, well, no, that's a whole long conversation where I talked about, uh, where I could give prime examples of how uh, I've allowed that we're not being able to express those things um, made it to where it just was not good for me physically or my body. But, um, you know, but at that same time, you know, I, been afraid to speak up because I didn't want to not be included or whatever um, because I, you know, I was seen as too disabled to participate or, or whatever, which is really stupid because I find that that doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help any, doesn't really help in the long run, right? you know? Definitely. So, but it's, you know, it's, it's one of those live and learn, you know? Definitely. Uh, but, but so now though, but sh- my communication is amazing. And also my partner, like I have a partner, he's, he's amazing. My, my other, one of my other partners, he's awesome. He sits there and says like, okay, well, you know, cause we're going to, he looks at when we go meet up at a bar beforehand or whatever, like, oh, okay, yeah, this one's accessible or whatever. He makes sure, you know, that, that kind of thing. That's awesome. He yeah, yes. and he's just you know he just thinks about that, or you know he'll grab my walker and just and he's he's yeah. It's 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 like I said, it's a it's not like I, it's not like I've had these skills for a long time. <laughs> I feel like I'm still learning, right? <laughs> and, yeah, but I'm like, hey, I'll share with you when I learn it, and I think this is off game. Cool, I'll share with you, and and when you learn shit and stuff, share it with me too. Right, and right. that's why I'm on the internet. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> Definitely. What are the top three myths around sex and dating when it comes to folks with disabilities? Okay. Um, that people with disabilities, they're always like, well, how is that going to happen? Mm. Like one, one of the largest instances, you know, people with disabilities can't have sex or are not I mean, when, it, when it comes to dating or aren't able to that is a huge one. Um, misconceptions, myths about what people with disabilities can and can't do in the bedroom or what they're interested in. It's not just one particular yeah. thing. Thought they think after sitting here going, okay, yeah, that's a huge myth is that people with disabilities aren't interested in sex or that they can't have sex or also that's the only kind of sex, you know, but also people's definition of what is sex, you know, um, and it's like, no, not sex doesn't always, is not all about your genitals, right. you, know, you know, so, um, mm, and it's true. always, it's not always about inserting one set of genitals into another set of genitals <laughs> or right. whatever, you know, mm. and so having to expand the definition of what sex is. So I think, you know, the biggest myths are around ability, interest, mm, you know, but fighting those kind of attitudes. I, and I, and I have to say that my, sometimes my own internalized ableism, um, I am cognizant of those ID, those kind of, um, attitudes from other people when I'm going out dating, um, um, like one of my partners, um, is it, it, he appears 
to they he appears in a way that where they're like oh he is like the top of the dating food chain so to speak right because uh and so they're like oh my god why wait but you're this you're this woman who uses a walker right and you know and we're going into like a restaurant or have we're having dinner so you know and it's just and that attitude pisses me off mm-hmm. because I've actually had people say like, oh, wait, they get all surprised. Like, oh, wait, you guys are here? <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, whoa. Uh, Was that you know, and, I have, and I have other, I have other, and it's not just because that, that particular partner looked that way. Um, I had, you know, I had a physical therapist come out and say, when she learned I was, you know, getting married, she's like, oh, Wow. You're, um, she was like, look at you. You found somebody awesome like that. Wow. Wow. It's just like, and I don't have anybody, but look at you. Because she broke and lonely, girl. Don't pay attention to her. Thank because you. she broke and exactly. lonely. <laughs> I was like, what the? Oh, Yo, get, you, so get your I, ass up out of here. I reported all that shit and talked about it on Facebook. But anyway, but, but I was like, but I did report it because I was just like, yeah, this is somebody that come, came into my house physical therapy. To right. Like, physical and therapy. there was a, there was a sense of trust there, but not when you're looking at it, me with the pity eyes. Clearly. No, you don't. don't oh, no, I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like going, oh, so I'm supposed to have, right. you know, I'm supposed to just end up with anybody who wants my broken ass. Right. Is that what you're trying to right. say? And so I think a lot of times, I think that a lot of people with disabilities, you know, deal with it. Because I also went there. It was my first husband. There was, a, I was, when I, you know, when I talked about that surgery and, but then also I had my daughter and. It was hell because I had to stay in the hospital for another month. But part of that was having to get, so I had to go to an oncology center to get blood drawn from mm-hmm. me. And this woman, when she realized that uh, my daughter's father, um, when she realized that that was my husband, and she was like, wait, how did you get a guy, like, cause she's like, he's from England. Oh, okay. He's a, so for, <laughs> Who are these she, people? What do you mean? Yeah, she's like, how did you get somebody like him? And I'm like, oh, so you mean, oh, you mean that, oh, he's a good white man. And so (laughs) that's what you could be with my black kid, Is that what you're trying to say? You know, that's the attitude, though. Right. What is that? Bullshit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what the hell? And, 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 you know, but that's other people's own myths about. That's right attraction right and about like you know what makes a partner and things like that so um i you know the thing i have in common like with all my work i am a sapiosexual all the people that i'm involved with mm-hmm. um all the men i'm involved i happen to like really really smart guys <laughs> so and you know and it works the other way around hey <laughs> so, <laughs> what? so and 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 so you know, cause, you know, people connect on all sorts of different ways. You don't know how people connect. You right. just like, okay, two people found each other. That's awesome, you know, right. or three people, or four right. people. I don't know, right. you know. <laughs> but but you know, it's like people, love is a beautiful thing, right? Like it's for sure. But yeah, exactly. And you know, I, you know, it's like just you know, live your life. But you know, but also 
I don't know, but it's like, you know, it's just messages that people will get that it takes other people just, you know, living their life, doing their thing right. to help break that shit down. Definitely. And I hope that I'm breaking down attitudes every day. Okay. <laughs> Let those haters hate. Okay. Get your man. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, whatever. And, but it's like, and it is. It's, it's very, it's, it's interesting. Yes. Um, but you know, and I've, I've also seen other friends and, you know, and it's like, wow, wait, do you know anything about this person? This person yeah. is, you know, amazing, exceptional or whatever, but these preconceived notions about what people with disabilities are capable of. Definitely. Definitely. What changes do you think need to be made in order for us to just, as a society, I guess, to move forward and start having honest conversations about folks with disabilities as it, uh, as it relates especially to their sex lives? I think I'm finding one of the biggest ways of affecting change is I have enjoyed, I think, speaking to young people. Yeah. And... It, um, and because Gen Z, um, like the generation, um, the one that's after millennial, yes, and I forget, yes, yes. Like, exactly the what you but my, I have a 13 year old in Gen Z, so, um, I am very, as a mama, I'm very concerned, but, you know, <laughs> but like, that generation though, um, gives me a lot of hope because they are having to hear and hear things being addressed now all the time um, and, you know, learning, but they're having, they're learning a new way to think about things like boundaries and consent and a way that I wish that I had been taught when I was younger, but this Mm -hmm. is a generation now that they're, they're learning about that and about like, you know, and know, knowing about, trans and of gender queer and, and all that stuff mm-hmm. like just talking to my kid but also so primarily i think education those are mm-hmm. the kind of you know we need more education we need more voices of people with disabilities mm-hmm. involved in uh making sure that we're involved in decision making for uh things and groups and you know um just you know being more inclusive as a society definitely uh, mm-hmm. Those are the kind of changes that, you know, but those are the changes that, you know, you know, that, that we're still making. Um, but also, like, changing attitudes about the per- why we need to include people and why um, accessibility and inclusivity is important. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and... Um, but why it's not just important for how it's important for society as a whole. Right. Definitely. So that's the biggest change because a lot of times, you know, sometimes people think, oh, well, you know, I have to be inclusive because that's the law. Right. Well, <laughs> let's talk about why it's more than, you know, let's talk about what, okay, yes, this is why the law exists. But we need to talk about the spirit of what does this mean? Right. You Definitely. know, and, um, I think also representation. Mm. Representation is very important. I was talking about like hell. I was talking when we're talking about like many 
uh, talking about like say sex toy packaging, right? Or you know, or whatever advertisements or something. You know, do we see people with disabilities? You know, getting it. I'm like, you can make it sexy. You know, and I know an advertiser who has done that with yeah. her sex cushion. So right. she has this positioning furniture, and she has all these sexy different couples and combinations, all working with the you know getting busy with the cushion. <laughs> and then you have this lady with um, in a wheelchair that has the cushion with the Hitachi, right. and it's just like amazing. Right. But I was like, see, this is like a sexy way that you could incorporate. Incorporate, but you know, but that representation is important. Right. I have that ad because that's the only fucking ad I have that has people with uh, somebody with a disabil- visible disability yeah. in it. You know, in a product where it's just like, oh yeah, this is cool. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. Right. Um, and you know that representation is important. I mean, I also know how it black women, you know, how as a black person, it's same, this that same thing, you know, when I see myself in shows or if I see myself in advertisements, when I see myself, when I see someone that looks like me right. or, you know, has characteristics that show that they embody some of my experience, that is amazing. Right. That makes me feel included as part of, you know, that, that makes me feel like, okay, yeah, I, I'm here. I'm one of the people I'm here. The same with disability. And we're getting tired of people, but it's not getting tired. Wait, it, it's like, it's, it's, it's born tired. It's just right. like, no, this isn't right. right. We've got to, we've got to change this. Right. Making changes of nothing about us without us. Right. Basically. And what you have in Hollywood, if you are having characters with disabilities, have people with disabilities, actors and actresses with disabilities, with <laughs> right. disabilities portray that character. Right. You don't have to sit there and have somebody pretend to be paralyzed. <laughs> you know? Right. You know? Right. That kind of stuff. But all of that is very important. Same with models, all of that stuff. So, you know, it's just, and so that, that kind of change, that's important. But getting to see that representation, oh my God. Right. It's just like, okay, cool. Awesome. And so that's like the biggest, to me, that's change. That's one of the biggest avenues of change that we need to make Definitely. as a society. But yeah, that the education around the attitude towards uh, barriers, uh, the education for what does it mean to be inclusive and why is this important and, you know, representation. Absolutely. So, Robin, we have come to a close and I enjoyed that uh, time, and I learned a lot. So thank you so much for being oh, on did? with us. Okay, cool. <laughs> so where can listeners find you? Where? How can we get in touch with your? In, how can we get in touch with your work, and how can we support your work? Okay, um, you can find me on Twitter at at sexable, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, my website is www dot sexabled with Robin WB. Dot com. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I think I'm also going to start getting on that Patreon train, but <laughs> that's a stay tuned. I know, but it's like, because I found out, I'm like, I'm creating content. Yeah, oh and God. you should get paid for and it. So, I need to get paid for that's that right. shit. So. That is right. All right. Awesome. All right. And my last, and last question is how do you build yeah. your Vagistine? So, Vagistine was a term that I coined if few years ago and it's basically the concept by which uh-huh. one builds the confidence of and in their vulva and vagina and i believe that this confidence leads to a healthy and satisfying sex life so how do you build your vagina? oh yes <laughs> how do i build my vagina? 
by realizing that um, my vagina is the vagina that I have. Yeah. And it's my vagina. Hello. And it's the only vagina I got. Okay. And um, to embrace it, even though... You know, I'm sitting here, I'm looking at it, and as I'm looking at the changes that it's making, too, as I um, as I age as well, but just uh, learning to embrace that yes. and what that means. But um, I, I, my vagina, <laughs> where I get my esteem, I don't, it's, it, it is serving me well. Hey, it's lit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Robin, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you taking the time. I'm glad we finally got to connect. And Yay! Yes! Yes! Yes, during Black History Month. Here we go. First interview of Black History Month. <laughs> so, thank you so yes. much. Making a month of those 28 days. Woo! All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to talk to you. It's good talking to you. I'll talk to you soon. Alright, bye, bye Vanessa. Bye. <laughs> bye. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. You know you that bitch when you call all this conversation. Always say gracious, best revenge is your paper. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. Okay, ladies, now let's get information